Welcome back, Gothamites, to our third episode of the Batmanathon, and this time we've got 1992's Batman Returns, starring Michael Keaton, Dana Vito, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Christopher Walken. So, the plot follows, um, well, hmm, kind of more follows the villains, really, than anything. Um, we're quickly introduced to Penguin, who was abandoned at birth for his physical... Uh, abnormalities and then he like tries to pass himself off as like a good guy and then we're introduced to a villain which is kind of rather unique for a Batman storyline he doesn't have powers he's not incredibly intelligent he's just a well-liked business guy called um, Max Shrek uh, Shrek not spelled like the Mike Myers ogre Shrek spelled S-H-R E-C-K. Um, and so Shrek gets the idea that uh, the Penguin should run for mayor. And then Penguin's got kind of his own plan kind of boiling while that thing's going. And then there's also the Catwoman kind of storyline. She's pushed out of a window, survives, and then she becomes the Catwoman. She doesn't have any powers. Um, just kind of think like a more femme fatale Batman, but without the gadgets or budget. Um, and she's played by Michelle Pfeiffer, and um, Danny DeVito's the Penguin, and they're both really good. Um, I've always enjoyed when villains can give a good performance, and both of them are great. I think Michelle Pfeiffer is definitely stronger as Catwoman. She just eats up the role, and she's really good in it, too. Um, it's the only, well, I guess until Dark Knight Rises, um, it's one of the only live-action Catwoman, Catwoman that we've ever seen, so that's pretty cool. And Michael Keaton returns as Batman, so that's always great. And him and uh, Selina Kyle, Cat, that's Catwoman, actually have a great dynamic, actually, when they're Bruce and Selina, or um, Batman and Catwoman. I love their kind of dynamic. Unfortunately, I wish kind of the movie was more about that. Uh, we only get a couple scenes, but they're really well done. Um, Tim Burton returns as director, and it's this one is definitely more Tim Burton. Um, I'm fairly certain he did the last one too. Um, this one is just, it has more of that gothic style that he's known for, kind of being very visually appealing. Um, it's way more comedic too, as I was watching this. I found myself laughing. There are a lot more jokes. It's kind of like black, dark comedy. Um, uh, kind of from the Penguin. There were some jokes I really didn't care for. A lot of this movie has a, a lot of sexual undertones. Especially between like Catwoman and uh, Batman. There's even one scene where Catwoman kind of starts licking his mask. It's... It kind of works for her character, but it's still pretty weird. And then Penguin makes some pretty risque comments towards some of the female characters. Um, but Dane DeVito's great, so not that that excuses that, but yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and it's, it's a lot like kind of the 1989 Batman. The effects are more or less there. Some of them still hold up well. Um, some of them don't, 
I kind of say, yeah, it's really, it, it is different though. It's, it's different than the first kind of Tim Burton Batman with Michael Keaton. Uh, they keep the Danny Elfman score, which is so good and probably one of my favorite Batman kind of scores and soundtracks. It's just what makes this movie good versus what makes the 89 movie good are, is really different because they kind of feel like different movies although it's the same director it feels like they're trying to be taken like a different direction we're not really to the point where batman's trying to be campy again but you can almost see hints of it um like kind of penguin's plan is to, one of penguin's plans is to use a bunch of penguins with missiles attached to their back so there's that there's also, there was this one kind of great line that I liked. I, I wasn't so much the line, but, um, so like Penguin and Catwoman are talking about kind of like how to beat Batman and Penguin just says, well, we should just flat out kill him. And, uh, Catwoman brings up the point, no, he's more powerful as a martyr. And in the movie itself, it's, it's an okay line, brings up an okay point, but in the frame of kind of Batman as a character I really like that line um, and kind of the idea that that's why kind of none of his villains kill him is because he's more powerful like dead like if for someone um, for those of you who don't know a martyr is a person who dies for their cause and then uh, as a result that cause actually becomes kind of more so in a way um, this was the case with, like, Martin Luther King Jr., uh, Jesus, like, the actual dude, Jesus, he was a martyr, um, ah, oh, jeez, the one guy that they, William Wallace, the one guy they based Braveheart off of, he was a martyr, and so, yeah, I kind of like that idea of, like, relating Batman to other martyrs, not that they did that, but kind of made me think and, and kind of made me think that in my head. Um, but yeah, no, this is still a good one. So far, yeah, I think the lowest one so far was the original, um, 1966 Batman. I gave that one a 7 out of 10, so I'll give this one an 8 out of 10, because 8 is great. Thanks for listening. As always, please subscribe, and, uh... Share it with your friends. Maybe you know someone who's a big uh, Batman f fanatic, or they really just kind of like superheroes. So, yeah, they're all definitely. I mean, we're just in the 90s, and there's a 2019 uh, Batman movie. It's an animated one. There are a lot of animated ones. Kind of, once we get past the Dark Knight trilogy and, Lord forbid, Joel Schumacher ones, um, then they're kind of all animated, mostly. Uh, Thanks for listening.